Welcome to the Stories of Northern Life from the Sault Ste. Marie Museum. This episode features a historical recording of the ceremonies at the Sault Ste. Marie Armory in 1952. Street North. Occasion is the cornerstone laying ceremonies of this building that will undoubtedly be one of the finest in Canada. And while we're waiting for the actual ceremony to get underway, here is Lionel McCauley to give you a brief picture of the scene of this colorful event. Lionel? Thank you, Baz. Good afternoon, everyone. This is a very colorful event here this afternoon. The reviewing stand and the cornerstone where the ceremony will take place is uh, on a, an improvised platform built. Uh, immediately on the uh, main part of the armories and uh, under the first bit of steel superstructure that has been erected on this million dollar building. A very large crowd has turned out here today in, despite the cold and at the present moment you hear the footsteps of uh, Canada's Defence Minister Brooke Claxton um, accompanied by most of Canada's leading army leaders with some American visitors just getting onto the platform. You'll hear the background noise as they move on. Uh, just before the, uh, we went on the air, the Guard of Honor, composed of um, personnel from the 49th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Regiment, uh, presented arms and gave the general salute while the band played as the official party arrived. Among those that I can see standing immediately on this platform to our right is the Honorable Brooke Claxton, Defense Minister, Mrs. Claxton has just come up on the platform as well. Air Marshal W.A. Curtis, Chief of Air Staff in uniform, and uh, the Private Secretary to the Ministry of National Defense has just walked by, Mr. Paul Pear. Others in the party are Brigadier Chesley, Vice Quartermaster General, Brigadier H.L. Cameron, Defense Secretary, and Major H. Stewart, the News Editor, the direct Deputy Director of the Public Relations for the Army. Uh, Major General Chris Folks is uh, now over by the cornerstone. He's speaking to the uh, Honorable Brooke Claxton. Uh, General Vokes is the General Officer Commanding Central Command in which this particular armories will be situated. Also Colonel M.L. Brennan, Chief of Staff and uh, Major Vokes' right-hand man. Lieutenant Colonel H.A. Parker, uh, GSO, General Staff Officer, Warrant Lieutenant Command. precision, the Guard of under, Honor under Captain Order! Gates of the 49th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Unit has just completed the command to present arms, general salute while the band played, and now Captain Gates is moving forward, has just saluted the uh, general officer commanding and Mr. Claxton. He's shaking hands now with, with Mr. Claxton, and Mr. Claxton is moving forward to review or inspect the 49th heavy anti-aircraft guard of honor. The guard of honor is lined up on an improvised small platform immediately in front of the reviewing stand. And uh, Mr. Claxton has moved up now to the um, left, to the right of the guard of honor and is uh, now speaking to the first man in the rank. As he moves down, 
the uh, Guard of Honor in the front file. The, the band is playing the, the revealing music. You can hear the music in the background. Along with the Honorable Brooke Claxton is the Captain of the Guard of Honor, Captain Gates, and uh, immediately with them is Lieutenant Colonel L.H. Dare, the officer commanding the 49th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Unit, and the man who has been responsible not only for uh, this afternoon's ceremony, but for much of the military advancement in this city during the past few years. Uh, as a word of particular interest, uh, the security precautions taken here today are quite noticeable. The city police force and other others in uh, civilian uniform are stationed at strategic points. One policeman, I noticed, immediately beside the reviewing stand, keeping a watchful eye on everyone, and that is um, easily understood when you consider the uh, very uh, important personages that are with us on this reviewing stand here today. Now, as Brooke Claxton finishes his inspection of the Guard of Honor and uh, moves up to the reviewing stand, I notice that uh, Mayor Smale, His Worship Mayor Smale, Member of Parliament George Nixon, and uh, George Harvey, and the Honorary Colonel of the Regiment, one of the Honorary Colonels of the Regiment, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Lang, uh, standing in the front row where the ceremony will take place. And the next voice you will hear will be that of Colonel Dare. Mr. Minister, distinguished guests, your worship, members of the clergy, members of the 49th Regiment, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we are greatly honored by so many friendly guests who have come and braved the weather to join with the regiment and the city of Sault Ste. Marie to witness the laying of the cornerstone. Today marks the actual beginning of what has been a hope and a dream for so long a time. On these grounds will be raised a building of which Sault Ste. Marie and the 49th Regiment will be justly proud. I have great pleasure in asking Major General Vokes, GOC Central Command of the Canadian Army to introduce Mr. Claxton, the Minister of National Defense. General Vokes. Ladies and, uh, Mr. Minister, ladies and gentlemen, this is a memorable occasion in the history of the Sault Ste. Marie Regiment. For years, this regiment has struggled along with very inadequate accommodation. Now, the uh, fruits of many people's dreams is coming true, and you will have here one of the most magnificent armories in this country. It is most appropriate that the Honorable Brooke Claxton, Minister of National Defense, should be here today to lay the cornerstone of this great building. Mr. Claxton's antecedents on his mother's side came from this district. Now, it would uh, be invidious of me to uh, uh, go any further in my introduction of Mr. Claxton, who is well known to all of you. And therefore, I shall now ask him 
if he would be good enough to lay the cornerstone of this new army. Moving up now to the where the cornerstone is located at the extreme right end of the reviewing platform. The cornerstone itself is uh, on a chain falls and has been lifted slightly so that the uh, mortar and cement can be placed uh, under the stone and have it become a part of the building as a permanent feature. Before the stone was placed in its present position, a canister, copper canister, which will last forever, was placed inside the stone. It contains a copy of today's program, a copy of the annual historical report of the 49th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Regiment, which includes the history of the Sault Ste. Marie Regiment, the nominal roles of the 49th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Regiment, the 34th Technical Squadron RCEME, and the names of the senior officers in Headquarters Central Command. There's also a copy of the National Defense Report, a copy of Canada's defense program for 1949 and 50, and copy of instructions for laying of the cornerstone ceremony, <coughs> the names of the officiating party, and an envelope containing currency, coins, and stamps of this year's origin, and a copy of the Sioux Daily Star cornerstone ceremony. The uh, defense minister is now uh, placing the uh, cement on, and you will hear in the background the noise of the chain falls lowering the stone into a position where it will remain as long as this building stands. And I noticed that one of the keen observers of this particular part of the ceremony um, is the honorary colonel of the 49th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Regiment, uh, Sir James Dunn. And everywhere on the grounds today, uh, from every possible strategic location, there are cameras clicking both the steel type and the moving camera variety. Lieutenant Don Anderson of the 49th Regiment is uh, busily engaged recording this on a movie camera immediately in front of the corner stone. The stone has now been placed in position and the falls have lowered it. Mr. Claxton has sat down and here is Lieutenant I'll now call upon Padre Moynan. There's a blessing, please. The unit padre, Mr. Moynan, Major Moynan, is now moving towards the microphone. Let us seek the blessing of Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, on this memorable and historic occasion, we would call upon thy holy name, seeking thy guidance and thy blessing. Grant our heavenly Father that as this cornerstone gives direction and guidance to this edifice, becoming the keystone in its building, so may this armory become the cornerstone of our national defense. Grant to, we pray thee, that we may ever seek to defend Christian ideals, the principles of righteousness, justice, and freedom. 
to that end prevent us, O Lord, with thy most gracious favor, and further us in all our doings with thy continual help, so that in all our works begun, continued, and ended in thee, we may glorify thy name, and finally by thy mercy obtain everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. By the Padre of the Ladies and gentlemen, the Minister of National Defense, Honorable Brook Claxon. Now moving towards the microphone for his address. Colonel Derry, General Vokes, worship the Mayor, James Dunn, ladies and gentlemen. It's always good to be at the beginning of a great endeavor and to see it through to the end. Admiral Sir Francis Drake, about to fight the Battle of Cadiz in 1587, gave the prayer, O Lord God, when thou givest thy servants to endeavor any great matter, grant us also to know that it is not the beginning, but the continuing of the same until it be thoroughly finished, which yieldeth the true glory. It's a matter of very great personal satisfaction to me that I should have been able to take part in this ceremony. As I mentioned when I was here nearly two years ago, I have a very close connection with this community. On his graduation in 1854, my grandfather, Dr. Thomas Simpson, came here to be the doctor of the Bruce Mines. He served this community for 17 years before returning to Montreal. While he was here, being of Scottish descent, he showed uh, the discrimination and good judgment to marry the boss's daughter, Helen Plummer, my grandmother. It's quite impossible to calculate what the results might have been, and indeed, whether this cornerstone would have been laid today had that union not taken place. I have a very real sense of community with you because of the fact that my great-grandfather came here exactly a hundred years ago in 1850. But also, I'm glad to take part in this heavy operation of laying the stone because another great-grandfather was a mason who built a good part of Kingston. And uh, as for my own contribution to this, to which some people have referred, I must say it's a great thing to have been received as I was two years ago by the regiment, by the town, and by the company, 
and by my good friend George Nixon, MP. They showed me uh, that this was a very good part of Canada to put Normory in, and uh, that this was the kind of community which would use an armory very well. The Sault Ste. Marie Armory is the first major construction of its kind to be undertaken by the Department of National Defense since the war. Although during the last three years we've practically doubled our accommodation for reserve units, that's been almost entirely by the purchase or conversion of existing buildings. This is the first major construction of a regimental-sized armory to be undertaken anywhere in Canada. And what better place should it be done? And also, as an old gunner, I take some satisfaction in saying that it's an armory for gunners, although they are reformed infantrymen. Uh, they saw the light. Uh, then also, of course, this armory stands for the importance of the Sioux in the defense system as well as in the economy of Canada. That's recognized today by the presence among us of our good friend, the commanding officer of the American regiment just across the river. We're working together because this place is important. And then also the armory recognizes the importance of the reserve forces in the defense plans of our country. We must have Canadians who give part of their time as well as those who give all of their time the service of their country. Reserve forces are citizen soldiers, better citizens, because they're good soldiers. Then also, the building of this armory recognizes the existence of a unit, the old Susan Marie Regiment, now the 49th, with a fine record in good shape and with great capacity for growth. Finally, the armory is here, is here because of the participation of the whole community in support of the regiment and of the services. The land was given <coughs> by the town, and I express our thanks and appreciation to His Worship the Mayor and the members of the Council, as well as to the community that supported that. But also the Algoma Steel Corporation, and particularly its president, Sir James Dunn, have been most helpful in every way. I'm sure we'll continue to give that help and support. I never remember doing anything that gave me greater satisfaction than when I signed Sir James' commission as honorary colonel of this regiment. And if I remember the lines of it, I think uh, he may be in some respect 
under my orders. That had astonished him. <laughs> uh, but if I have any capacity to give him orders, may I suggest that he continue to support this regiment and this community in the magnificent way in which he's always done in the past. <laughs> this armory marks the kind of community support we must have and are getting for the work of the armed forces. With that support, the regiment will be successful. With that support, we shall continue to build up the strength of Canada for the defense of Canada and a freedom wherever it has to be defended. That will require sacrifices, sacrifices of time and effort. We shall have to forego some of the things we would otherwise like to have. But by these efforts, we may avoid the sacrifices of which we were all reminded yesterday in the ceremonies held right across the country. As I stood on Parliament Hill and paid a tribute to our dead, in the name of the government of Canada, like other Canadians, I re renewed my resolve to do everything that I could to deter aggression by building up our own forces. In Flanders Fields, John McCrae voices the thoughts of many who returned home, bearing with them very real memories of others who didn't return. Remembrance Day ceremonies reminded us once again that vigilance is the price of freedom, that the fight for peace will go to the strong, and that the cost of security must be paid for in work and in effort. That work is going on about us. We have the work of the consulting architect, Mr. Morani, who's here today, of the contractor, Mr. Piggott, and of the workmen and supervisors on this building. But also, we have the work which the laying of this cornerstone symbolizes. It's an act which points directly at a vital portion of our national effort. The task of the reserve forces is important everywhere in the country, but it takes on a unique importance here. Your canal and your great steel works are of immense value to our economy, either in peace or in war. It's the concern of the Defense Department, of the armed forces, first of all, to bring our strength to bear in deterring the aggression that might result in war. We shall use that strength to defend our land, our lives, and our liberty. To that end, let us press on in a spirit of happy cooperation that's so well shown in everything that this community does. It's in a task that we know, above all things, to be worth doing. The strengthening of our national life is the greatest resistance against communism, the rededication of ourselves to our national purpose, the building up of our strength with that of other nations. These are the foundation stones 
of our lives as free men. It's because the building of this armory will help strengthen both your community and our armed forces that I participate in this ceremony with pride in the past record and hope for the future. In declaring the cornerstone of the armory of the 49th Heavy Anti-Aircraft Regiment, Sous and Marie Regiment, well and truly laid, I believe that we're helping to build the structure of a lasting peace. A member of Parliament for West Algoma. Now I ask Mr. George Nixon to thank the minister. Mr. Nixon, please. Mr. Nixon is now moving up to the microphone where he will reply to the defense minister's speech. Colonel Dare, Your Worship, Mayor Smale, Reverend Sirs, Officers of the Central Command, Sir James Dunn, Honored Guests, Ladies and Gentlemen. This is a unique occasion in the military history of Canada and of special significance to our own city of Sault Ste. Marie. <coughs> it is a pleasure and a privilege for me to say a few words in appreciation to our distinguished guest, the Honorable Brooke Claxton, who but a few moments ago honored our city and our district by the laying of the cornerstone in a building that will not only be a memorial to those who have gone before, but also something that we in this uh, district and city may well be proud of. It will be a landmark in our city for many years to come. And uh, may I say, ever remembered by those who were aroused at 7 o'clock a.m. or 7 a.m. by the loud blasts that shook our homes on more than one occasion. It was during the last war that the importance of Sault Ste. Marie and more especially the strategic importance of the locks in the lifeblood of our transportation system from a standpoint of defense for the rest of Canada and uh, may I say the United States as well was fully realized. This modern and outstanding building when completed I am sure will help to revitalize the heavy the 49th heavy AA regiment which will expand, I'm sure, rapidly into one of the most active reserve force units in Ontario. I may say that my words today will be rather brief, but nevertheless very sincere, as I know some of you who are standing out there are feeling the cold. So I would like to say, sir, on behalf 
of the people of the Sioux and district to, to thank you for coming to the Sioux today and I may say that we are delighted that you are able to honor us with your presence at this important ceremony. And we sincerely hope that you will again honor us with your presence at the official opening of this building when it is completed. Colonel Nair is moving towards the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, with the singing of one verse of O Canada and one verse of God Save the King, that will conclude the afternoon ceremony. Band, please. The Guard of Honor is now sloping arms. And the Guard presents arms as O Canada is played by the band. Officers salute. are moving off now and uh, before the broadcast concludes uh, it would be well to mention the fact that the parade included uh, three very smart looking cadet unif units in uniform the 49th own cadet corps the technical school cadet corps and a cadet corps from Thessalon they were um, arranged immediately before the reviewing stand and added considerably to the appearance of today's ceremony. You have heard a broadcast of the cornerstone laying ceremonies of the new Armories building on Pine Street in Sault Ste. Marie. This program was recorded earlier for presentation at this time.